Hi, I'm Dave. And I'm Claire. And welcome to My, My Mate Reckons, the show where we teach you and each other about whatever we want to know about. about whatever stuff we're curious about. <laughs> caution, caution, caution. Oh yeah, there's a, there's some warnings in this oh, one. Oh, there's triggers for what? Well, it's Lindy Chamberlain, so a baby dies. Uh, we talk about animals yeah. and we talk about camping. Yeah, that's right. And so there's some triggers I don't in think there. we make any sex jokes except for this one that Claire's going to make right now. What did the penis say when it crossed the road? What? I'm coming! <laughs> Hi there, Clippy! Hi, David! Listen, can I just say to the listeners, uh, thank you for last week, and Claire, thank you for getting me out of the harness that I was in, <laughs> mysteriously, at the other end of the room, recording. Well, trapped in that cupboard yeah. on the other side of the room. Look, yeah. we made a bold, creative choice, and the sound... You know, it we, we wasn't good enough, no. listeners, so thank you for hanging in there with us. I've decided to do this show today pointed towards the microphone. How's that? <laughs> I think, let's see, like creativity is about risk taking, David, and this is another bold risk that we're just going to take on our podcasting journey. Well, last week we took a bold risk because we took, we took a, we took a contemporary topic. Yes. We took cancel culture. Yes. And we talked about it. And it was a listener question. It was. This week you wanted me to educate you about something that, again, I think this topic is made. For a comedy, lighthearted podcast, <laughs> it's just automatically. I wanted to know about. Well, I think what I said to you, the specific words in my text message to you were, "I want to know about Dingo ate my baby." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because nothing's funnier <laughs> than baby death, particularly baby death done by the brutality and cruelty of the Australian outback. Well, yes, <laughs> clearly, because I know nothing about it. So I was like, this is a perfect topic for this for the podcast, but it wasn't until we now go to record where you're like, Claire, <laughs> this is a harrowing and awful story about our terrible judicial system and about the awful, awful murder. Murder? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Okay, so what, what are the facts that you know? What's our starting point? I know that there is a woman, I think in the 80s, is Correct. she Australian or is she American? She is Australian. Ah, oh, I thought she was American. Maybe that's because I've linked it to Meryl Streep. Ah, yes. Who, who played, who her, played in her in the movie and got an Academy Award for And it. I haven't watched that movie. And all I know is that there was big suspicion around whether it, was, whether it actually happened or whether she made it up. Indeed. That's all I know. Great. She is, immediately I've lied to you, looking at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> she was originally from New Zealand. Ah, okay. So basically an Australian. Yeah cultural appropriation we claim um, everyone indeed she moved to mount isa okay for, why <laughs> well good question uh four children okay uh so her daughter the the important daughter is daughter azaria mm-hmm. uh and and she was the third child right um there is no evidence of lindy being anything other than a great mum which became a subject of contention because there were a lot of interviews and there was a whole... It's difficult to overstate. This was the 80s. This was... It all happened in 1980, the big event. Yeah, right. In okay. the bush. And it's difficult to overstate just how much this took the Australian imagination. It was like true crime mm. podcast on fucking steroids. Because there's no proof, is there? That's the problem. 
Yeah, or the proof is circumstantial. It can be debated. Okay. Um, There's no hardline evidence that this is what happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. And then because we don't live in a misogynist society that hates women. Correct. We just, and, and hates mothers. Correct. We then give her a fair trial and believe what she says. Well, it's so interesting <laughs> you should bring that up. Okay. So, the story goes like this. Okay. The family went camping mm-hmm. on the 16th of August in well, 1980. Well, that's the first problem. Camping. Camping. Why the fuck? <laughs> Why do people go camping? That's the main takeaway from this week's episode. Don't, Don't go, go camping. fucking camping. What are you doing? Airbnb, dickheads. Even people who are like, no, but go clamping. I'm like, that's a hotel. <laughs> Just stay in a hotel. Fucking idiot. Oh, go to walk to nature. Like, that's, that's fine. Right. You don't have to sleep in it. Uh, they went camping on the 16th of August, 1980, which is spooky because mm. it's 40 years ago this week <gasps> that the episode's going out. 40 years. How did we do that? That's... How did you do that? You're connected to the Chamberlain So spirit. Yeah, right. So the baby should... Is, should be 40. Oh, no. Yeah. How old was she when she died? Well, we'll see. Okay. A tragic... A tragic... I've gotten it written here, but very, very young. Okay. Like, le- less than a year, less than six months. I think she's around two months old at the time. So she... Sh- yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she'd be 40 now. Mm. Um, so, they've gone camping on the 16th. On the 17th, the baby goes missing. And okay. Lindy says right from the very start that a dingo took the child. Okay. Um, from the tent. Right. Uh... What happened was they were around the um, campfire. There were other people camping there as well around mm-hmm. the campsite. Um, she put... Azaria was going to sleep. She put Azaria to sleep in the tent. Now, I have a three-year-old and an eight-month-old. Yeah. And I cannot tell you <laughs> the visceral sense of terror. Just talking about it now makes my adrenal glands go... Yes, sure. You are in fight or flight right I now. I am ready to take down a dingo right okay. fucking now. You're going to D- kick it in the face. If my Cavalier King Charles <laughs> turns into, into a dingo, <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill it. Right? So <laughs> We did not condone we animal not. violence at all. We do not. Um, so, seven to, uh, puts, ba- the baby to puts the sleep. baby to sleep in the tent. He's Great. back in the tent. He's, uh, he's back at the campsite. Here's uh, a scream. Yep. Uh, from the baby. From the baby. Yep. Turns to look, looks at the tent. A dingo is coming out of the tent. Can't see its face. Yeah. Uh, and and she grabs a torch and runs over. The baby's gone, and a dingo is run it away. In, runs it. So a huge search takes place. And she's the only one who has seen that. Apparently. Okay. Yes. Huge search takes place, um, and it's a week later. When four kilometres from the site, from the campsite, um, the baby's jumpsuit is found. So the baby, Fuck. the baby was wearing a onesie and a jacket. Yep. And the jumpsuit is found. found. They, they four fought, k's away. Four kilometres away, um, and there's a blood stain around the neck. Fuck. Um, and so, ergo, baby is. We, the, we know we, the baby is not alive. Indeed. Dingoes were apparently, it was well known, they were a problem in the area at the time. Right. They'd even been, the local ranger had wanted to do something about them for some time, wanted to do a cull. Yeah. Um, which is a fancy way of saying shoot them dead. Yeah. Um, so there was an inquest. There wasn't enough evidence, apparently, to give her not guilty straight out. Or re- There was a first inquest, but the first inquest, there was an Alice Springs magistrate, because they were in the Northern Territory camping. Right. Um... And said, yep, yeah, a dingo took your baby. No worries. Believed. Done. It's solved. Months passed. 
Uh, and then they call a second inquest. The Supreme Court decides oh. there's enough evidence because blood turns up in their car. Right. And so women's Women's Day has a field day, and you go. Why mm, is there blood in the why car? Why is there blood? Why in is the there car? blood in the car, David? That's oh, so interesting. You should ask. <laughs> Coroner says that the evidence is circumstantial, but there's enough they find to go look. A there's jury, something if a jury could here. find you guilty. Um, there is uh, scissors. They also find scissors in the car. Which, that's a normal camping tool, I imagine. With blood on the scissors. Oh, no. <laughs> so... Have we become a white lady true crime podcast right now? We really have. You're drinking a glass of wine? <laughs> I am literally drinking a glass of white wine and we are talking about true crime. Yeah. We are a white lady As if this podcast, podcast couldn't get any more popular. <laughs> <laughs> Let's add some true crime in. Only taking okay, us 20 so they find scissors and blood. Fuck, yeah. right. So, uh, a fellow camper, um, Greg, yeah. becomes a key witness because he sees Lindy go to the tent with Azaria, Azaria and yeah. Aiden, being an older sibling, yeah. um, and then walk to the car with Aiden, but not Azaria. Yeah. Um, but the son doesn't say that anything weird happened. The family yeah. is like, they haven't seen, all the kids are like, haven't seen anything weird um, the, they do tests on the jumpsuit that they found mm-hmm. and they go, there's the pH from the soil on the jumpsuit doesn't match where the jumpsuit was found. Ah. It matches the campsite. Okay. Which uh, that makes sense. Yes. Because that's where the baby has been. But now there's experts saying that it is possible that they murdered Azaria at the campsite. And then... Dumped her body. Dumped her body and then attempted to stage a dingo attack by roughing up the clothes and... Throwing them, them four kilometres away. them four kilometres away. But what about, like, any dingo DNA on the jumpsuit? Well, this is pre-DNA. Ah, it's the 80s. It's <laughs> back in the 80s. They've we got had no DNA. Brick phones, no <laughs> DNA. Lots of cocaine. As they used to say. <laughs> Correct. Um, the prosecution's... This was the... Pro- so the prosecution built this whole flippant story... Um, she's a terrible mother. She's a terrible mother. She walks away from the campfire and in a five to ten minute absence, so she does in, in about seven minutes, she returns to her tent, did whatever was necessary to stop Aiden from following her, Yep. changed into tracksuit pants, took yep. Azaria to her car, obtained and used scissors to cut the baby's throat, waited for Azaria to die, which some experts say like could take up to 20 minutes if she was cutting the jugular hid the body in a camera case that was inside the car cleaned up blood on everything including the outside of the camera case removed her tracksuit pants because there's no blood found on Lindy's clothes obviously obtained baked beans from her son from the car which she got apparently returned to the tent did something to leave blood splashes there because that was the other thing the blood turned up in the tent was in the tent which would make sense if a dingo has come in in there and brought her son back to the campfire without ever attracting the attention of other campers that was the prosecution story that in seven or eight minutes she managed to do that I feel like that is problematic well it's funny you should say that (laughs) because you would think a jury would find her not guilty yeah but oh no David they they found her guilty (gasps) She was charged with murder what? in 1982. Oh and my gosh. her husband, Michael, was charged as an accessory, but <gasps> he knew about it and he was in on it. Oh my gosh. She was sentenced to life in prison. How, what evidence do they have? 
Well, that they, they, they put her blood away. on the car. Um, whatever these scissors are. What, whatever the scissors are. Um, but there was all kinds of things and like... And the baby's missing. There is no the baby. baby. There's no body. Um, the body was apparently in the car, but Lindy opened the car when police tracker dogs came in so that the dogs could get a scent yeah. of Azaria from her car seat. Um, uh, canine hairs were found in the tent and on the jumpsuit. Good. Um, some blood was found in the tent. You'd be interested to know that an indigenous tracker confirmed that he had followed tracks of a dingo, and from what he could tell, they were carrying something heavy. The dingo was carrying something heavy, but the testimony of the indigenous tracker was dismissed because indigenous tracking isn't a science, and we don't listen to what they have to say. Those motherfuckers. Fuck this racist, colonised country. Great. (laughs) Have a glass of wine, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) So, Lindy was sentenced to life in prison. Michael, three years suspended. Um, oh, great. This Misogyny is, as well. This is, the, uh, this is what makes it a great telly movie, right? Because during that trial, she got pregnant with her second child. She got pregnant with her second daughter. Oh, my God. So, she was felt like that's all behind us. Had to overcome the death of Azaria. So, she's got two kids. She's got two sons. Azaria, who's now dead. And then she now falls pregnant with, with the little fourth girl. One, and then goes girl. through the trial, gets convicted, goes to jail, and gets escorted out of jail to give birth to her youngest daughter, who is then immediately taken away from her, and she goes back to prison. This is so traumatic. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Yeah. She, retur- she appeals twice. As she should. And is rejected both times. Oh, my fucking God. Lindy, oh Lindy, <laughs> that's my song about Lindy. Now, tell me the happy part of this story. Cut to three years later. Okay. 1986. I'm born now. <laughs> well, I've been born. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> Claire's born. Everything, the world writes itself. The birds sing. The stars collapse, die, and are born again. The firmament is affixed in the yep. wilderness, etc. Um, they find a jacket. The baby they jacket. They find the baby's jacket they three years it, later. Three years later, partially buried near a dingo lair. <gasps> Lindy is then released from prison. So she's served for three years. Served for three years, and her life sentence is remit, re, remitted. They go out in 1987, there's a Royal Commission call. And what, they're just like, oh, soz. Well, there was enough suspicion around that time. There had been intense, intense, intense media interest around the whole thing. The Royal Commission in 1987 said the whole thing was a stuff up. And Lindy should never have been convicted on the evidence provided. They realised um, the blood the, the blood in the car was later found to not be blood. It was found to be what they termed manufacturing overspray, like something from the mechanic that dried and looked like blood. And they didn't even test it? No. They just went, that's blood in the car. Those... Motherfuckers. Uh, in 1992... Did she get a payout? She got $1.3 million in 1992. That's a lot of money, but it that is. doesn't... But a lot of that would go to your almost decades worth of lawyers at that and point. Is it doesn't cancel the first three years of your new daughter's life or the right. immense trauma of losing a child. That's right. And an entire country believing that you were the reason it happened. Yeah. Yeah, there's no fucking price tag for that. Lindy and Michael kept pushing for a resolution in the press for years and years and years and years. To say, this is what happened. This is what happened. 
A new inquest began in February 1982. Okay. One of the reasons why Michael and Lindy kept pushing is that on Azaria's death certificate, it was still uncertain, Mm. unknown. And they were like, we know. We know what happened. What happened. We want it on paper. Um, In June of 2012, a court ruled that a dingo did indeed take her baby. In 2012? In 2012. And an amended death certificate was made available. (gasps) Oh my god! And Lindy lives on, and Michael lives on, and and the the children live on, and it, the story keeps appearing in Australian pop culture. For whatever reason, yeah. we've kind of become obsessed. The couple themselves divorced in 1991. Sure. Lindy, I believe, has remarried. Um, in 1983, there was a TV movie, like, as yes. the case was happening. In 1988, there was the film Evil Angels, and that's where Meryl Streep won... Okay. Uh, she was nominated for Best Actress. Yeah. Have um, you ever watched that movie? No, no but I, f- from what I sense, very few people have. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't appear to be yeah. great, aside from Meryl Streep with a with um, an Australian accent, accent that's apparently excellent. That does the the famous line, "A dingo took my," but like that's yeah. where the line comes from. Um, there's a 2004 TV miniseries, and oh. there's an opera called Lindy. What? I know. Weird Australian pop culture. That is the story of Lindy. Chamberlain. It is ho- it is horrifying. I fucking told you. The takeaway is don't go camping. Don't go camping. You idiot. And has she, like, what is her vibe in the media now? Is it, like, like about court cases or about trial? She's appear- apparent from or what I can Or is she just kind sense, of living she's quite kind privately? Of, she's, and... lived, she's living quite privately. Yeah. Um, she's an intensely religious person. Sure. Her father, her father, her husband was a pastor in the church. Okay. I think Penne or Linguini <laughs> or something. <laughs> Such a shit joke. Uh, uh, Daggy but- Adele. <laughs> Daggy Adele. Um, but quite a like hardcore minister right. type. So she's deeply embedded in the church. She wrote an autobiography, like, in the 90s, I think. Okay. Um, it, it, in the, like, hottest part of the story. Fuck. Cycle. Yeah. Awful, 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 awful. Don't still... go camping. <laughs> <laughs> but there still wasn't real closure for them on it until 2012. Yeah. Whatever that is, 30 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely horrific. It's so horrific. And I... And... One would like to say it wouldn't happen now because we have DNA evidence and mm. we have better forensics and we have better, you know, I think particularly, well, I know for Queensland police, like Queensland police, their heyday wasn't exactly the 1980s. <laughs> I can't imagine what the Northern Territory was. Is this was like Joe Bjorki? Yeah, 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 it was that time. But though all the trial happened in Northern Territory. Like it's, it's a fairly big line to draw. But mm. obviously there was not the rigour that we have now. But I do think that if if Lindy Chamberlain's story happened today yep. and Lindy was an Indigenous Australian, mm. I think that that or would... Or a refugee. Or a refugee. Or, or a absolutely. woman of colour. Yes, absolutely. Then the way we would treat it or the way we would talk about it... Yeah. ...would be very similar. Yeah. When we have to value a woman's word. Mm. Yeah. So, look, listen, mate, what have you learned? What's your takeaway? Oh, that it's a horrible, harrowing, yeah. terrible story and that misogyny 
is fucked. Another part of Australian history. It's no fucking emu war, that's for sure. Well, that was a delight, though. I loved that. <laughs> I didn't love this at all. <laughs> no, great. But I like now, but I, what you know what I do like? What being, do you like, Claire? Being educated. Hey, mate. Being informed. And that's what we're here for, Lisa. To inform you of awful <laughs> historical <laughs> events in this country. Well, I hope Lindy has some peace. That's what I hope. I hope so, too. She appears to have gotten what she wanted, which yeah. was the... the um, it affirmed her and what she said. She was telling the truth. Story. And she wanted the real reason, cause of death, to be on the certificate. And she got that. One of the most horrific things I can imagine, to, to, to the extent that I wrote a novel about it for the main character, which is that you see something mm. that you know is important and, and awful. And people don't believe and you. And people just don't believe you. Yes. That would, that would drive you... Batty. Yep, and that people accuse you of making it up. up or accuse you of having yeah. a mental illness yeah. or wanting attention yeah. or All being a terrible things. human. Yeah, when we don't value someone's word. Yeah. Yeah, that's that would be awful. Yes. Oh, well, thanks for being my mate, <gasps> Dave. <laughs> Which is why it makes me feel awful when you don't validate the fact that I'm a secret ninja. <laughs> you are. Thanks, mate. You are a secret. I will validate any desire and wish that you have from now on. Well, that's a whole other if podcast. If it's not <laughs> camping. If you own a, oh. if you ever own a Land Rover. Don't go you, camping. <laughs> don't, what we've learned, my mate reckons, don't go camping. Thanks for being my mate, Claire. Thanks for being my mate. <laughs> listening to the show if you'd like to leave a rating and review on whatever service you're listening to this please on, do that would be great that'd be great tell, tell your you, friends tell yeah. your mates that's right that's the name of the show i see what you did there <laughs> where can people find you claire people can find me on instagram at claire and pearl where can people find you dave people can find me at dave burton writer and if you have a suggestion or a question or would like to point out how much Claire got wrong. <laughs> or how much Dave got wrong. Then you can write us an email at mymatereckons at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you.